Hi, I'm Joe. And I'm Dave. And we're the hosts of the Chasing Tomorrow podcast, where we bring you stories that delve into the science and spirit behind intriguing people doing extraordinary things. Welcome to the Chasing Tomorrow podcast. This week, it's episode 45. This week, we have 39-year-old Alexander Sorokin. Now, if you don't know who Alexander is, and you're a runner, you've been hiding under a rock. Alexander is hands down the, the world's best ultra marathoner. And it was pretty rad that I was able to just send him a text and get him on today's show and really introduce him to a lot of our North American guests or our, 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 our listeners. Um, so let me tell you a little bit about Alexander and just the next minute of what you're about to hear is gonna blow your socks off. So Alexander in 2019 uh, won the World 24-Hour Championships in 278.973 kilometers. In 2017, he broke onto the ultra running scene, winning the Spartathlon. Um, he was the winner there in 2017. And just last weekend on Saturday in the United Kingdom, he ended up setting three world records. He ended up uh, breaking the world records for 100 miles, running 11 hours and 14 minutes and 56 seconds. Yeah, I'm going to say that again. 11 hours, 14 minutes and 56 seconds. That, that makes my legs hurt just sitting here. He ended up setting the world record as well, too. 150 kilometers, 10 hours, 27 minutes and 48 seconds. And after he was done 100 miles, he wasn't done there. He wanted to go and break the 12-hour record as well, too. Uh, by running 170.309 kilometers, running 12 hours. It's absolutely spectacular what this guy just did. And he is spending the next hour with us telling us all about those races and really about himself. Now, also alongside Alexander, uh, we have uh, Alexander's uh, brother, Maxime, uh, joining us from Denmark. Now, Alexander says he doesn't speak great English. I think he speaks amazing English. But anytime that we need a translator, Maxime's going to be here to join us to, to help him out along with, with, uh, with, with translating. So, so without further ado, welcome to the Chasing Tomorrow podcast, Alexander. Good day, everyone. Yeah, Alexander, great to have you on. And um, we hope you're recovering well from last weekend, I'm sure you're still feeling some of the effects of running that kind of speed for that kind of time. Um, you know, what, I'm going to just make a statement, then we'll go back and talk a little bit about your history. What I'd love to get into a little bit later on is, you know, you're pushing down the amount of time it takes to run a hundred miles down to this 1114, you know, can we break 11 hours one day? We'll ask that question a little while, but before we ask that question, um, you know, since we don't really know your background a lot, and when you find someone who's breaking world records, you know, we see the end of the story, but we'd love to hear the beginning. So if you wouldn't mind, tell us a little bit about, you know, your sort of journey to running, you know, did you run high school? Were you a, you know, post high school runner, um, track star, or just did you find it later on in life and um, realize how fantastic you really are? Anything you tell us would be great. Максим, можешь перевести? Я начал бегать довольно поздно, в 32 года. До этого я был грибцом на байдарке. Мой отец тренер. И до 23 лет я был грибцом, спринтером. 
So uh, I'll just translate here. So, so he started picking up running at uh, when he was 32. Uh, before that, he was uh, doing a kayak sprinting. Um, so flat water uh, kayaking. Uh, his father is a coach. So until 23 years, until when he was 20, 23 years old, he was uh, doing kayak sprinting. Um, wow. So good fitness, but... Only, but uh... Uh... Not a lot of running early on. Okay, keep going. Потом был перерыв без спорта, и причина по какой по которой я начал бегать, это я очень набрал вес, и я весил около 100 килограмм. Знаете, каждый день пиво, сигареты, так далее. В один прекрасный день я сказал себе стоп. So, 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 so the reason why he picked up running in the first place was uh, he. Uh, after he stopped uh, with the with the previous sport when he was 23, he gained a lot of weight, um, and he was uh, yeah basically drinking beer and uh, smoking every day. Uh, and one day he decided to uh, to stop it. Yeah, and I started running. And one beautiful day. Я на земле нашел бумажку с приглашением на пробежать 100 километров у нас в Литве чемпионат Литвы. И я подумал, вот это будет моя цель, и я хочу пробежать эти 100 километров. And then uh, he picked up running and just one day he found a piece of paper just lying around uh, about a competition about um, running uh, 100 kilometers uh, competition in Lithuania and he said to himself that well that's my goal and uh, I'll prepare for that. And uh, that's how uh, his career has started. Yeah, and Alexander, I've never never heard of anybody, you know, that, you know, was drinking a lot and smoking a lot and then, you know, within a, a, a you know a, a couple you know years said hey you know i'm going to take on these 100 kilometer challenges i'm going to push my body to the extreme you know what kind of how, how did you end up making that decision to to go from one extreme uh side of life to 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 the other have you always lived in extremes если делать то делать это по максимуму или пить по максимуму или бежать по максимуму so um if you have to do something, you have to do it uh, on a maximum level. So either you drink on a maximum level or you do something else. <laughs> or you run on the maximum level. I well, guess and you're hold on safer one second. now. <laughs> oh, I love that. So, Alexander, that speaks volumes about your... So, I, I'm a big fan of yours. And that tells me a lot right there. Because when I watch you race... You know, me and all my friends in North America, you take off like a bullet. And it's amazing. It's, oh, there's Alexander. He, he's going again. And sometimes it doesn't work out for you. Sometimes you're going really fast and then you hit a wall. But other times, and most recently, you, it really has worked out for you. Have you always been a bit of a risk taker where you end up, you know, going hard into anything that you do? Um. Ты всегда очень бегал очень быстро и всегда срывался как пуля с самого старта. И вначале это э, не работало у тебя, и последние разы начало работать. И у тебя спрашивают, ты всегда пытался э, брать так много риска, э, рискованно, так скажем, бегать, выступать? 
Это, скорее всего, не риск, это, скорее всего, нехватка опыта. Я сейчас просто, наверное, медленнее бегу, чем бы я мог бежать тогда. Я сейчас стал быстрее, но кажется, что я также бегу быстро. Ну, можешь, Максим, понять? Я, yeah, я предупреждал. Yes, uh, so it might, it might... It might sound that, that he is risk taking, but uh, in reality, this is uh, he refers to it as a lack of experience. Um, that's why he uh, was uh, was he's running very fast um, in the in the in the first competitions, and right now he's uh, trying to uh, have a bit slower pace in the start, but rather mm. keeping it uh, throughout the race. So we we need to. I think he, oh, sorry, go on. Sorry, sorry, I think he wants to carry on with the answer. Oh, go, yes. Ah, no, he he he's he's done. Sorry. Okay, so just for everyone listening, just to give some context, I think if I calculate right, it's a six forty four pace, six minutes and forty four seconds a mile for the hundred miles. Um, thinking of that being slow is sort of interesting, but um, not really slow. Uh, I think that the question, you know, given the your background, I think to stay at that pace for that long, you have to actually be as mentally strong because it's an effort, a real effort. You don't really get to take a break at all. I mean, and so <clears throat> tell us a little bit about, you know, how, hard it is to hold that pace for that period of time and how are you feeling throughout that? Я пытаюсь отвлечься от всех ну, таких негативных мыслей. У меня одна цель, я на нее иду. И, наверное, да, всегда обычно бывает, что я оставлю его банк. В этот раз я даже не знал, смогу ли я пробежать его. Я просто посчитал среднюю скорость мирового рекорда и пытался бежать чуть-чуть быстрее. И я даже не знал, смогу ли я продержать все до конца, но так и вышло, что смог и получилось победить. So, uh, so he expands also previous, on the previous question uh, at the same time. So every uh, so every competition for him is uh, like a battle, or more like he refers to it as a war, and mm -hmm. he tries to abstract, uh, get away mentally from all the problems, to really focus on the uh run itself and uh, he also uh, says that uh, he was not sure about uh, if he could actually do this race so he says he uh, went all in and um uh by running this fast so to say so he basically took the average pace that would be needed for to yeah break the record and he basically uh, tried Uh, attempted running it um, mm. for the whole race. Wow. That's good. That's excellent. Yeah, and so Alexander, uh, on social media, Zach Bitter uh, was very, very congratulatory of your of your victory 
And, you know, here in North America, Zach Bitter is a, a running god. He's, he's incredible, and he, he continually gets better um, year after year. Um, do you have any words for, for Zach? Um, you know, he, he, was, he, was, he was really full of grace when uh, he ended up finding out that his world record, the 100-mile world record, was broken. Um, do you have any, any messages for Zach, uh, maybe to spur him on to break your world record so then you could break maybe his? Я понял, что он очень хороший человек, потому что он поддерживал меня во время бега. Мне сказали, что он писал комментарии, что давай, давай, Александр, давай. И я хочу извиниться, конечно, перед ним. Может, ему не очень приятно, что так вышло. Ну, спорт есть спорт. So, first of all, he really wants to uh, thank Zach for, uh, for his support. And he says he really means it because... Uh, uh, he was told during the race that uh, Zach is really was really supporting him uh, and really commenting and encouraging him to uh, uh, to run and uh, really uh, keep the keep the pace. And uh, he says that well, and he, he yeah he he thinks that well, he hopes that Zach is not feeling uh, bad about it because well, in the end he. He broke his record, but he's really thankful for uh, Zach's support throughout the race. Yeah, that's great. And I think that's one of the special elements of the ultra running community. The, you know, it's competitive and supportive at the same time. There aren't a lot of sports that find, you know, the pleasure in others doing great. And I think it probably comes from how difficult the sport is that you, you just have a deep respect for whomever it is because they have to push so hard that you're just happy for a person who could do that. And I think Zach is a good example. You know, Jim Walmsley this year tried to break the hundred kilometer record and just missed it by a few seconds. And, you know, the support that, you know, he had throughout that race before and after, and even how he looked at just missing the record was part of, I think, the, you know, the decorum or the way that we feel about the sport. Um, you know, so you're, uh, Alexander, now, you know, one of the people who will be, you know, in the top of the sport for quite some time. Uh, and, you know, your sort of way about you seems like you fit well. Uh, you know, when you're out running that hard, uh, you know, tell us a little bit about the training that you do to get ready. Um, and is it, you know, track workouts, road workouts, how many miles a week? What is your typical training? В этом году из-за пандемии я не работал, и поэтому у меня было очень много времени на подготовку. То есть я себя чувствовал как профессиональный спортсмен. Я только занимался бегом и кушал, спал, и больше почти ничего не делал. И я чувствовал, что растет результат и что можно хорошо пробежать. Oh, so uh, this year, due to pandemics, uh, he did not work. And basically uh, that uh, made him feel like a professional athlete. So what he was basically doing is uh, preparing training, running, uh, eating, and sleeping, uh, so that, uh, again, uh, make him feel uh, like a professional athlete. 
Насчет тренировок. Я примерно тренируюсь как к марафону, то есть только, наверное, больше километраж делаю. Пиковые, пиковые недели были примерно 260 километров. Не, не очень много по, по нынешним меркам. 260 километров и много зала, много штанги. Три раза в неделю штанга была. Okay, I hope I get this right. So, <laughs> so he basically says that the preparation is uh, basically similar as uh, the preparation for the marathon. It's just, of course, the amount of uh, run kilometers are is a bit bigger in terms of the amount of kilometers run per week, if I get it right. So he says uh, it's a two, 260, 260 uh, per week. Uh, oh, and he, uh, again, uh, two kilometers, not miles, 260 mm. kilometers and miles. Yes. And, he <laughs> mentioned, and he said that uh, that's probably not much if I, if I got him right. But uh, at the same time, he was also doing uh, gym uh, three times a week. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, we can see that in your shoulders. You've got, you've got more muscular shoulders than the rest of us. Yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah. Yeah. Actually, just like, I always try and translate for the American audience. So 260 kilometers would be 161 miles a week. And uh, I'm, you know, if you're running that, that's a lot of miles a week. I think we're a little more than 20 miles a day. Uh, so we're getting a lot of miles in our legs and going to the gym, even if you have uh, time away from work, it's still a lot. So, um, so the great training. Um, and so let's talk a little bit about the race. I think, you know, we hear that you walked in knowing what the record is and, um, how did it, how did it feel when you started, you know, did you feel really good? Were you like mentally ready, physically ready? Did you struggle at all during the race? Of course, it's going to be hard. We know that. Um, explain a little bit how you felt from beginning to the end. Вначале, как всегда, все хорошо, все прекрасно, темп легко поддерживать. Обычно у меня кризис начинается примерно на середине дистанции, потому что кажется, что я столько пробежал, а еще столько же осталось. Это очень тяжело для меня ментально. Yes, so he says that it started uh, fine as usual. And there was uh, no problem with keeping the pace um, in the start. Uh, and he says that uh, usually, uh, this race, and usually in his other races, he has this crisis at uh, uh, at the middle because he he uh, mentally struggles, thinking that okay, I have run half of it, and well, I have to another half uh, in front of me. So that was uh, that was a mental challenge. For him this time as well. Да, потом начинаются боли, как всегда, в ногах. Приходится терпеть, терпеть. И под конец ты не знаешь, сможешь ты или нет. И это паника, начинается паника. Очень тяжело это пережить, но я даже до конца, примерно до часу, до финиша не знал, смогу ли я Побить, побить рекорд или нет? 
Только когда остался час, я уже примерно посчитал, что я смогу примерно быстрее пробежать. Yes. And um, right about the time, about this crisis time, then the, the pain in the leg starts, um, and um, uh, slowly some sort of panic, uh, you know, comes to his mind because he didn't really know if he can uh, uh, make it meaning, well, breaking the record or not. And uh, he's saying that uh, prior to one hour until the uh, race to, to finish, he was not really sure if he could do it. Uh, wow. And only when the one hour left, he, well, mentally calculated, of course, with, uh, that uh, he, he, he could do it. So, so he, was not, he was not sure. And uh, again, he was a bit kind of panicking and with, together with all this pain, it was pretty hard. В конце, когда уже понятно было, что я рекорд побью, такой ментальный подъем начался, и даже когда осталось 10 примерно кругов, мне предложили продолжить бег, чтобы добавить ста милям еще 12-часовой рекорд. И я вначале был в шоке, думаю, не-не-не, мне хватит и ста миль рекорда. Но потом посчитал, что мне всего лишь надо за 45 минут пробежать 8 километров. И я подумал, что лучше я потерплю, чем буду потом жалеть всю жизнь, что не потерпел 45 минут из-за 8 километров. Yes. So, first back to that point, when the one hour left and he was uh he he got that he he actually could make it and uh that make him uh, feel a bit better and uh i mean mentally feel better and actually uh continuing so to say well throughout the end of the race but at the same time um in the last hour he was given this piece of paper um uh when uh, one of the supporters gave to him saying okay if you keep a bit, uh, keep the same pace, you could maybe break the 12 hours record. And first of all, he was saying, no, 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 I really, really don't want to do it. I'm, I'm okay with the, mm. with the 100 miles. But uh, then he uh, thought, thought him, then he again thought about it, that he only needs, uh, if I remember correctly, uh, eight kilometers, 28 kilometers in 45 minutes, if I remember correctly. And then uh, he said that uh, he would, uh, even though he was, Uh, first said kind of no then he said okay I'll gonna, I'm gonna feel bad through the rest of my life if I won't if I won't do it so that's why he uh, continued to pursuing that 12 hours as well oh. yeah so so Alexander that feeling that one moment when you know the you you pass by the the, the 100 mile mark and you know in the next five minutes that went through your mind you know that must have been hard you know to, to know that you know you had still had another what was it, you know, 45 minutes still left to run and your legs, there were, there was probably nothing left in your legs. How did you get through the next 45 minutes? На самом деле, этот мировой рекорд мне дал очень много сил. Ну, я не знаю, даже в ногах появилась такая более-менее легкость. И, конечно, скорость упала намного. Она стала, мне кажется, около пяти километров, пяти минут до километр. 
Но этого достаточно было, чтобы закончить с мировым рекордом 12-часовым. Ну, то есть я бежал уже расслабленный после финиша уже. Breaking the record gave him a, a boost to keep running. Of course, the, the, the pace has dropped and he, as far as he remembers, it, he ran five kilometers five minutes per kilometer. Now I'm conf- I think I'm confusing. No, five, mm-hmm. five minutes yeah. per kilometer. Mm-hmm. But uh, still that uh, allowed him to break the 12 uh, hours record as well. That's still a good pace uh, at any time. Uh, so that's, yeah, I think actually, you know, and Dave, you sort of picked up on this point. Um, in in my sort of running career, I'm not, a, I'm just a runner. I'm not a, you know, athlete like you guys. I've always thought that the, uh, the time or the distance was what got us to where we had to go. And if you signed up for a 50K, you didn't want to run a 50-miler that day. If you signed up for a 50-miler, you didn't want to run a 100K that day because whatever you agreed to is what the mind set its goal at. So the idea of passing what the goal is and to keep going is really difficult. There's as hard of a mental challenge, even if you're slowing down because you've put everything out to get to that moment. So, um, so that's pretty amazing. And, uh, you know, when you slowed down to your, uh, whatever, five minutes, uh, you were just still doing a 25 minute 5k. That's over an eight, that's an eight minute pace. That's still a pretty good clip for most runners, uh, especially at that time. So, <clears throat> um, so you finish and, you know, now you have these two records, at least as you would know it, uh, It's always a hard question to answer, but how did you feel then? Like, what was it like? Because, you know, uh, is it like this amazing, like, oh, my God, I just broke all these world records or I'm just exhausted. Give me a chair. I want to sit down. Всегда на тренировках я иногда думаю об этом. То есть, как я буду себя чувствовать, если побью мировой рекорд? И мне казалось, что будет какие-то вау-ощущения, что адреналин и там эндорфины будут выделяться. На самом деле, когда заканчиваешься дистанция, это как, не знаю, ну окей, я закончил, работа сделана, идем дальше. Все. Um, so during the training, he, through the training to the championship, he was thinking, okay, what would... Uh happen if I would be able to break the records and uh, and he thought that well it's probably going to be a big wow feeling and um, he would be uh, it would be it would be great so to say but this time when he actually did that uh, he said okay right so we broke the record fair enough so let's just uh, let's just uh, move forward mm-hmm. wow Now, a few That's days incredible. later, do you feel uh, like, okay, you're, you're past being exhausted. Do you feel like uh, this is pretty amazing accomplishment some number of days later? То есть, а спустя несколько дней после соревнований, как ты себя чувствуешь? То есть, появилось чувство, что ты чего-то достиг или... Наверное, как ты изменил свое отношение? Такое чувство успокоения. То есть, да, ты достиг этого, и как бы 
камень упал, вышло такое, как satisfaction, ну, как даже на русском не знаю, как сказать. И это приятное ощущение, такое спокойствие на душе, что все, весь план А сделан, и все хорошо. So he basically describes this feeling after, well, several days after the championship as a, a relief. So mm-hmm. he made uh, plan A, um, uh, basically achieving all what he wanted uh, for the race. So, so now he feels, after these several days after the race, he, he, he feels uh, relieved. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Alexander, do you put a lot of pressure on yourself? Да, я, наверное, за много для себя ответственности беру, потому что перед стартом очень волнуюсь и, например, плю, сплю плохо. Я думаю, ну зачем? Это же, это же просто, просто бег. Но нет. Кажется, очень это для меня важно, и вот, поэтому, да. So, uh, his answer is yes. Um, he is actually very, uh, is, is feeling a bit nervous before the starts. Um, he, he, he talks not specifically about this one, but in general about, uh, about the starts, he feels a bit nervous and usually sleeps not... Uh, Uh, very well, even though he's uh, trying to uh, calm himself by saying, "Okay, this is just a just just a competition." So, um, um, right. And Alexander, yeah. your 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 trajectory is 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 up and up and up. Like you, only in 2017 you started having really big wins, and since then, in 2019 and now in 2021, um, you're the world's best. Um, if there's one, you know, there, there, there's, a, there's an ultra runner that we all know, uh, Yanis Kuros. And I think that both you and I would agree that he's a God, he's a running God and he's incredible. Um, his world records seem to be untouchable, but Alexander, if there's any one runner in the world right now that I think that could come close to his 24 hour, uh, world record of 303 kilometers, it's you. Do you think that one day you could break Yanis Kuros's 24-hour world record? Да, я об этом думал много. И сейчас я об этом думаю, и становится немножко страшно. До 2019 года я даже не думал, что можно как-то приблизиться к результату Куроса. Но после 2019 года я понял, что чтобы даже не победить, но хотя бы приблизиться к этому результату еще возможно. То есть в себе, например, я чувствую, чувствую резервы, что если все получится, сложится все на дистанции, то приблизиться точно можно к этому результату. So he's thinking about it. Uh, he, he was thinking about it uh, previously as well. And uh, prior to 2019, he was, he was thinking that the This record is really un, uh, untouchable, as you uh, refer to it yourself. Um, but after 2019, he thinks that, well, maybe if not breaking it, it's still possible to get closer to it. Uh, and he think, he feels that he has uh, capacity to, uh, to do it. 
Um, yeah, you know what's um, amazing, and so yeah, um, we've talked about Janos many times, and his records have been standing for a long time. But so have many other of the ultra marathoning, you know, distances and these fastest known times. And it seems like over the past couple of years, the fitness level of the performers in the sport is getting to almost a ridiculous level, you know the speed of a 50 miler feels like a marathon distance now. And, you know, we're going at the two hour mark in the marathon and, you know, the, and the fitness is, uh, I think, incredible. Do you think it's the fitness that's getting better, the training, the mindset? Why is it over the past couple of years we're seeing this and it seems not to have an end. It just seems like, you know, the next day someone's going to challenge some of these really long, hard distances at speeds that, you know, like the four minute mile years ago, is it a similar, like we were all capable, but weren't mentally strong. What do you think, Alexander, where's the difference, better training, mental food, Наверное, тяжело сказать. Максим, наверное, вопрос был, почему улучшаются результаты, да? да? Тяжело сказать. Наверное, человек так устроен, что если есть пример, он всегда хочет быть лучше. И это вот... По чуть-чуть, по чуть-чуть он всегда, ну, когда человек хочет, хочет, хочет быть лучшим, он, когда становится лучше, следующий еще становится лучше. И как бы эта ступенька, она всегда растет. А, наверное, это больше ментальная, наверное, работа. Мы, наверное, такие резервы имеем, которые мы даже не, не, не знаем об этом. Просто они открываются, когда видишь пример хороший. Например, те же, тот же курс, мы видим, что человек может так бежать, значит, и, и все могут так бежать. Ну, как-то так. Yeah, so he says it's a really good and hard question to answer, but uh, he answers in two parts. So he says, well, the, the, the way it works, as he thinks, if there is an example, meaning that someone runs at specific pace, for example, then obviously other people would try to follow this example, meaning running at the same pace or faster. And this way you, you kind of um, uh, keeping the levels or improving the, the levels um, uh, in the competitions. Uh, and uh, second part, he answers that, yeah, probably that's uh, the mental approach changed and uh, hence, for example, he refers to the Kuros uh, records saying that, well, well if he, he was able to run uh, so many kilometers in the competition, then meaning that probably other people can do it as well. Mm -hmm. um, so it means that, that uh, something mentally has changed um, approaching this, uh, uh, the competitions. Yeah, you know, I would, oh, go on, please. Надо, наверное, как-то ментально разрешить своему организму 
сделать это. Просто может, когда человек не верит, он не может это сделать. Когда он поверит, он это сделает. Yeah, so 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 he says that something mentally has to be done. Uh, I mean, changed. Uh, in, uh, mental approach should be changed. So unless you don't believe that you can do it, then you won't do it. So you really mm -hmm. have to believe in that um, prior to uh, doing it. Yeah, you know, it's it's sort of interesting because um, you know, in other sports, there's equipment that changes. You know, so the golf game you know, is completely different. You know, the people are swinging the club at a speed that was never before, but the equipment has changed. And in tennis, they're hitting the ball harder than ever. And, you know, in all different sport. And what's fascinating in running is, you know, the sneaker can only make so much of a difference. It's, there's not much equipment to it. But in all of them, we're challenging the convention, you know, the sort of accepted practice of limits you know, that's what we can do. And I think that that's what you're sort of getting at, Alexander, which is you sort of have to throw away the idea that there's some limit because really we don't know what the physical limit of the body is yet. We haven't really fully explored it. And there is the way that the, the brain works is it's always protecting our system. And so it's often trying to discourage us from going to the physical capability that we have and we let our win, you know? We let it stop us instead of saying, oh, well, that's a signaling system that's just, it's not real. You know, I'm not really, look at you now, right? You're sitting here, you might be a little bit sore, but, you know, you're feeling pretty good and you ran that hard and that fast. And so that recovery, I think, is always living proof that we haven't gone too far. Like if you were laying in a hospital bed for the next six months, we'd say, oh, maybe that was too much. But I don't think we've come close in a sense. And that's exciting. Just needs people like you and Dave and others to say, I'm going to, I'm going to find out how this, I always call it a system, you know, how this system, our body works because it's physically capable. Now we just get the mental line, of course, training and all the other things have an effect on that. But um, it's a very exciting time for, I think the running community is going to see a lot of records this year be broken as we come out of the pandemic. So, um, you know, Dave is running next weekend. I think we're on for next weekend, Dave, you're going for the, yeah, on Friday. so Dave yeah, is so Alexander, so a bit about it. Yeah, Alexandra. So I'm, I'm going to be running, um, across the province of Alberta. So I live up here in Canada. And my province, right now, we can't travel between provinces and provinces. So you can't go across the country. You can't travel because of the pandemic. And, and our numbers are really quite bad here in Canada. And so, you know, I was supposed to run across Canada, which was 7,200 kilometers. And I wanted to do that in under 72 days. But, um, you know, I've got the fitness. And, you know, I, I, I want what I'm going to do on the weekend in, in three days from now, or when we air this, it's, it's going to be that same day, is I'm going to take a baby stroller and just run the entire province all in one run, which is 537 kilometers in, in just one shot. And so, Alexander, my question to you, and I want to do it in under 72 hours. So my question to you is, do you have any advice for me? Um, what would be something that you would do this week um, to approach getting, you know, gaining success uh, this weekend? What, what's something that, that uh, you know, I, I've got you in my front row here. I, I, I got to ask you, 
what's what what advice would you give me? Максим, можешь привести последний? Yes, so just to be totally short. You're you're run, you, you're intent to run 537 until un, uh, for in uh, 72 hours. Yes, That's correct. Correct. Тебя спрашивают совета, so он он будет бежать 537 километров и хочет пробежать за 72 часа. И так как ты сидишь прямо здесь, он просит тебя, какой то совет можешь ему дать? Don't do it. Don't do it. Absolutely. Yeah, it, 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 it sounds like hell, doesn't it? Yeah. It's gonna, it's gonna be a long run. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I don't even know anymore. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I think I think it's really crazy when uh, the the guy who just broke the hundred mile world record tells me that I'm crazy. I I, I, I don't I don't I don't know what's uh, what's weirder there. So, no, that's that's great stuff. So so Alexander, um, you know, we were talking to Joe Fijas, uh, you know, a number of months ago, um, and he's an incredible six day runner, uh, really great ultra runner from from the United States, and we were going on about Yanis Kuros. And we were talking about Yanis Kuros' career and how he ended up running, I believe it was 24, 24-hour races. And on the 24th one, that's when he broke the 300-kilometer mark. So he, he, and he, this was his life's work that he ended up learning and doing better and better and better and better and better. And finally, 24-hour 24, 24 races later, he ended up making the world record that we all are amazed with now. Do you see that might be in your future where it comes to 24 hour racing or a hundred mile racing that you're going to be chipping away and getting better and better and better. Is that something that's, uh, that's in the future for you? Maxim. Uh, um, uh, Kuros, uh, и э, как, как, ты, как ты думаешь, э, будут ли тебя улучшаться результаты? Ты тоже будешь пытаться пробежать быстрее с каждым следующим рейсом? Или какие, какие у тебя планы насчет этого? Ну, так далеко я не хочу за, за, загадывать. Но пока будут расти результаты, я точно буду бежать. Я, буду, я хочу найти свой лимит тоже в 24 часах. Ну, я сейчас удивился насчет, что только с 24-й попытки у него вышло выбежать 300 километров. Мне еще тогда много надо бежать, потому что у меня на моем счету где-то 7, 7 суток. Да, я, я буду бежать, пока будет расти результат. So, um, he will, basically, he will attempt running, um, attempting 24 hours while his uh, results uh, are improving. Um, he also wants to find his own limits uh, in this distance. And uh, he says, he said that uh, he, uh, he was not aware actually that uh, Kuros did it in a 24th attempt. So that's actually new to him. And he says that, uh, well, he has, a, uh, he, he, he has run uh, seven times, seven, seven times if I got it right um, so far. So, If 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 you count if you count twenty four attempts, that's still a lot of attempts in uh, in front. You've got um, you've got, but, you've got 18 more times to run. 
<laughs> well, hope for you that you do it in less than 18 more times. Yeah. Uh, yeah. You know, though, but I think that what is, you know, so fascinating is that, you know, the this discipline in ultra running is that, you know, as we sort of get older, we're actually getting better. It's one of the few sports. I think aging is not as impactful to sport as it used to be. I think, you know, before I was 30 years old, you were done in any sport. And we've had on the podcast, you know, 55 year olds who are, you know, world champions in sports that they're competing against 30 year olds. So I don't think that the age, if we can stay healthy and work it, but it takes the the thing that I've found, because I'm probably the older one on this podcast is that you have to keep working it. You, the time off doesn't help you, you know, because the recovery is different when you're 25 versus 45. At that age, you don't want recovery because the body sort of starts to go into too much rest. So, so I think that that is going to be part of how we see improvement, which is sort of breaking a lot of the norms, which is that you have to just stick with it. And the more you stick with it, now it means some you know, modest, like we'll call it recovery runs, you know, like, but uh, time off isn't a friend as you age in, into this. So, so you have plenty of time as long as you mentally are good to stick with it. Uh, the body responds very well. Um, Dave knows this. I'm a couple of days away from, it's not that big of a deal, but I ran 500 days in a row, at least 10 miles a day. And so I haven't taken off a day and then I've been doing other, you know, physical activities, pull-ups, push-ups, sit-ups, all that every day for 500 days. And I found that the only real hard part was my mental state, not the physical has actually got to a point where it's as easy to run 10 miles. That's not a lot. It's not like doing, you know, it's maybe 80 or 90 miles a week, but, but what I found fascinating through that experience was that I got physically stronger and then had to work through the mental barriers. So, so for you, do you have, you know, some techniques that you use on the mental side to think about, you know, how you'll, you know, what is it that you can hold on to that makes you sort of stay strong? Cause clearly you're physically strong enough to get even breaking 11 hours is within probably the realm of possibility for you. No, mentally, yeah. Чувствую себя еще слабым, потому что любые мелочи у меня начинают во время бега раздражаться, если там что-то плохо, что-то болеть. Я не, не умею контролировать боль, как некоторые говорят. Надо учиться этому делать. И я не знаю, как. Это сложно. Каких-то таких приемов я тоже не имею. Ну, я пытаюсь, конечно, представить, что я лечу, у меня крылья, мне легко. Иногда это помогает, иногда не помогает. So actually, on contrary, he's saying that uh, he has a hard time um, coping with uh, mentally with the issues. For instance, uh, he, he was uh, talking about that uh, when during his running, when he runs and he has some pain somewhere, it really irritates him and uh, he really has a hard time coping with um, um, 
such issues mentally. And he says that, well, some people may believe that he has some kind of power to deal with, uh, for instance, pain, but he really does, doesn't doesn't uh, have this, uh, have, have any tricks to, to, to deal with it. He says that, well, sometimes he imagines he has wings and he, uh, well, flies uh, when he runs. And uh, he says, well, sometimes it helps, but it also some, sometimes it just doesn't help. <laughs> Amen, Absolutely. right, Dave? <laughs> Some... Yeah, I, I hear you. Yeah. yeah, yeah. No, so Alexander, when it comes to North American runners, um, you know, a lot, of the, a lot of North American runners don't know a lot about you. And if you could tell our audience one thing that might surprise them about, you know, Alexander the runner, um, you know, is it your, you know, we were just talking about mental strength or is it, you know, the fact that you work really hard in your training or your diet is specific. Uh, you're a, a vegan or you're keto, uh, a lot like uh, Zach Bitter or, or something that might surprise uh, our, our audience. Is there any one thing that you could, you could tell us that, that, that might make sense of why you're able to do the incredible things that you can do? Я постоянно меняю свои методики, и в том числе в еде. До 19 года я бы сказал, что лучшее восстановление для меня – это скушать литр мороженого. Но сейчас я подготавливаюсь к этому соревнованию, к 100 милям, отказался от сладкого, сбросил много килограммов, и теперь говорю, что... Сладкое – это зло, так что я не знаю, как лучше для вас. I think I think he he might have misunderstood the question, but he says but he says something in that direction as well, that um, um, he changes his method methodologies approach uh, on uh, preparing for the competitions. Um, so, for example, prior to 2019, he was saying, well, uh, the way he prepares for the for the competitions by eating a lot of sweet stuff. For example, he eats a, he could eat one uh, uh, nearly one kilo of ice cream. But after 2019, he changed his approach uh, and he uh, cut uh, down on, on the sweet stuff and uh, he actually managed to drop a lot of weight. And uh, now, he, now he says that actually sweet stuff is bad. Mm -hmm. But Dave, maybe I should get your question back to him because he, he might misunderstand the exact thing you're uh, Absolutely, please do. Yeah. Um, не, не, немного знают людей в Северной Америке. Что мы, какой, одну, один какой-то вещь или один какой-то факт о себе э, ты мог сказать, чтобы э, люди узнали тебя побольше? Не из персональной жизни, а из, из тренировок. Что-то особенное. Допустим, ты ешь как-то что-то особенное, или там ты вегетарианец, или каким-то образом тренируешься. Какой-то один интересный факт. Наверное, нету такого факта. Я не могу ничего такого придумать, сказать. Я, например, я был одно время фрукторианец, полгода, и мне это тоже понравилось. Я, наверное, такой могу приспособиться к многим вариантам и еды, и тренировок, потому что я меняю и тренировки, и еду. Вот если взять весь период моего бега, то 
да, как я говорил, я был полгода даже фрукторианец, ел только фрукты и овощи, и мне было очень хорошо. Потом я ел много сладкого, мне было очень хорошо. Сейчас я не ем сладкого, мне тоже очень хорошо. И также в тренировках. Я, например, выиграл спартатлон, не делая никаких ускорений, только бегая равномерные тренировки. А сейчас я делал очень много быстрых тренировок, но меньше километраж делал. Yes. So again, he was struggling to find a, yeah, something uh, uh, to talk about. But he said, for example, he uh, his body and he 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 managed to adapt both uh, to different trainings and to different eating eating. Uh, uh, for example, half a year he used to for half a year eating only fruits. I'm not sure how that's correctly said in English. Fruit, yeah, fruit. Basically, eating all, eating only fruits for a half a year. Wow. And he really liked it. And then for some time, um, he, he used to eat a lot of sweet stuff. Uh, again, a lot of ice creams, for example. And he also liked that. And right now, he, for example, as, as he mentioned before, um, he stopped eating sweet stuff at all. And he also like, uh, likes that. And he makes another example with uh, with the... Uh, training so for example for the spathathlon competition uh, he used to run uh, he used to train very uh, flat so he's no uh, acceleration no accelerations during trainings no no sprinting so just running so to say in a flat pace all the time but uh, this time he was uh, training a bit differently for this competition uh, running uh, 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 some there were some faster tra faster trainings which he would uh, used to uh, run faster, uh, but at the same time he would run with less uh, kilometers uh, per week, and uh, it still kind of uh, managed to help him this change of me uh, methodology. Nice. Mm. Yeah, I think that uh, whatever you're doing, it's working. So we're uh, <laughs> we're happy for that. Y you know. Uh, I think that we always like to sort of end the podcast with the idea of what's, you know, the future hold for someone like you. And I think as the world gets to know about Alexander, it's going to be really fun to watch you continue to go after some of these amazing records. And maybe we'll, once the pandemic's over, get you racing in North America uh, and having some fun. <clears throat> But before we ask the chasing tomorrow question and just one other was you know we've always sort of focused on this backyard style format you know which is you run every hour on the hour of the 4.167 miles have you ever considered that format alexander uh you know the format we're talking about yes so uh he he wants me to uh translate it but uh, i also heard about this this format this backyard format when you run 4.167 miles uh per hour you start at the top of the hour and you run and whatever time you have remaining you rest and then at the top of the hour you start and then it ends when the last person runs the last loop right uh ты слышал, что мы тебе об этом э, чемпионате Backyard? Когда, значит, когда ты бежишь по чуть-чуть каждый час, потом бежит следующий человек, следующий mm -hmm. человек. So he, he's not aware about this uh, okay. format. Okay, well, we'll introduce him to it. Dave is uh, 
very yeah. good at it, and it's growing uh, in its interest level amongst the top ultra runners in the world. So we'll recruit. Yeah, Alexander, Alexander. what I'm, what I'll do, Alexander, is I'll send you a private message and I'll send you a video uh, of it. It's at Lazarus Lake uh, down in in Tennessee. The same, same as Barkley marathons and. And, uh, you know, he, he puts on these incredible events and Johan Steen and, and Courtney DeWalter, they're, they've all, they've all become quite good at it. If you're good at 24 hour racing, you're really good at backyard racing. So, you know, I'll, uh, I'll send you a video and, and hopefully I can get you in, into doing something like that, because I think you'd be really, really good at it. Yes. So then, um, yeah, so we'll end up, Alexander, what is your chasing tomorrow? What is the, the next year sort of hold for you? Я не задумываюсь э, очень далеко о будущем, особенно в это время, когда такие времена настали, где все меняется очень быстро. Э, наверное, самый главный старт, наверное, будет чемпионат мира в Румынии. Я буду готовиться на него. Надеюсь, что он будет. Yes, so he, so he doesn't he doesn't want, he doesn't plan for a for a future that much, especially with this uh, current times. Uh, but uh, his intention is to uh, is, is to run the next uh, world championship in uh, in Romania. Mm -hmm. And he hopes that uh, it will happen. Well, yeah. we wish well, you the best. Alexander, here's hoping. Yeah. Yes. Congratulations, Alexander, for such an amazing accomplishment. Thank you for being on the show. Uh, Maxim, thanks for so much for doing the translating. Really appreciate that. You did a great job. And thank you, thank it's you. just really nice to get to know you. So thanks and best of luck. And uh, we'll talk again when you break the next world record. Thank you very much. Absolutely. Thank you, guys. Thank you, Alexander. Thanks, Maxim. Thank you. Thank you. Well, Dave, that was an amazing interview. I think we did quite well with the translations. It was a good thing we had Maxim there to help us. He was really in the conversation. Love that. And, you know, if numbers speak for themselves, then Alexander's are all the proof we need. Three world records in a day? And it feels like he's just getting going. I love that we had a real serious conversation about Janos and his records. It is possible Alexander will be the first to truly challenge them. It's going to be great to see what he can do in the coming years. And hey, everyone, uh, cheer for Dave this coming weekend as he goes to break the FKT for running across Alberta. We're going to be there supporting him and having conversations as he goes along. And uh, we'll be telling you about it in about a week's time. Well, there you have it. That's a wrap for this week. As always, a big shout out to our sponsor, Performance T. You can find them on www.performancetea.com and they've given us a discount code for all of our listeners to get 20% off their purchase. Just use Chasing20 at checkout. And we'd greatly appreciate it if you could follow us on Instagram and give us a review on Apple Podcasts. That would just be awesome. And as always, a huge thanks to our listeners for coming with us on this journey and chasing tomorrow with us. Thanks. <laughs>